0: Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast. Here, you leave the world of today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Hello and welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. My name is Kev and once again, I'll be your skipper as we navigate all of the news and reveals from this year's Destination D23 event. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys and collectibles, and all things Geek Centric. Allow me to introduce my fellow cast members for tonight's show. He's as tall as Jafar and as loud as the genie. He can boast like Gaston, but he's definitely no meanie. It's Justin. (laughs) Yo, what's going on? I'm very excited to uh, talk with you about uh, upcoming projects, Uh, but we also have one more host to introduce. He's got the curly long hair of Bruno and the optimism of Olaf. If you ever lose him at a Disney park, just look for a cloud of smoke and a cough. It's Darcy. (laughs)
1: I mean... Uh, you can't smoke everywhere at Disney Parks, so don't be looking for that. Just look for the, the weird amount of color and long hair, because that's where I am.
0: There you go. You're you're constantly bounding as Darcy Hudson. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Typically, the D23 event has uh, had a large focus on upcoming movie and television productions, but with the WGA and SAG After strikes still taking place, this prevented the ability for any real promotion work for upcoming projects and has halted or delayed the release of several prominent projects over the next year. Speaking of the WGA and SAG After Strikes, we here at Geekcentric adamantly stand with the writers and actors who are seeking fair compensation for their incredible work. Hopefully they get everything they deserve and more so they can get back to work and get back to bringing us the stories, characters, and adventures we love. But uh, without further ado, let's put our Mickey ears on and get started. As I previously mentioned, there was very little by way of news regarding the movie and television side of things, but there was a terrific amount of updates as it regards the Disney park and travel experience And that's what we'll be focusing on for our show today. While we love bringing reviews and in-depth discussions for the latest and greatest Disney entertainment, we are also park junkies. Uh, In fact, just this last year, many of us geeks have been to several parks. So the announcements of additions and improvements to parks around the world has us very excited for what the future of the Disney park experience has in store. As our host for the park showcase, Josh Demero said, there will be new lands, new attractions, and more construction underway than at any point in their history. Uh, And they're planning on investing billions of dollars into these projects. So you will see so much new and exciting stuff at all the parks around the world, and that's awesome. Uh, Does everyone have their magic bands? Because we are going park hopping. And not just at one resort, but on a global scale. Uh, We're going to kind of go... In order around the world here and wind up at uh, our home park, if you will, uh, Disney World in Orlando. Uh, As I said, we're going to start our journey overseas where Disney is going into the unknown. Uh, Or I guess the very, very well known as they are introducing the world of Frozen and Arendelle to the Disneyland Paris and Hong Kong Disneyland parks. Footage for Paris included overhead shots of the land showcasing Arendelle Castle, uh, surrounding villages, uh, as well as a brief shot of a Kristoff animatronic. Those <laughs> who do dislike the projection technology or screen-faced animatronics uh, used on attractions like Frozen and Epcot will be pleased to know this preview showed a more familiar animatronic style. Uh, so I think that'll go over very well with people um uh in addition the disneyland hotel in paris will also finally be reopening in the first quarter of 2024 complete with its royal fairy tale theming Uh, this looks really fantastic including regal improvements to the main lobby concourse and dining areas as well as theming to rooms including snow white aladdin the little mermaid cinderella beauty and the beast the princess and the frog frozen moana and raya and the last dragon uh the rooms this Looks like the ultimate Disney theming. You know, you always know you're at a Disney resort, uh, you know, just by the the quality of the aesthetics and the 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 the, the decor. But this looks like the first time each room will have a strong Disney theming, where you'll feel like you're in Anna's you know royal bedroom if you're staying in the Frozen room. Which uh, I think that's a really cool idea.
1: What I think is really cool is the fact that you mentioned Ryan the Last Dragon, not your typical you know fairy tale. A presence that you'd picture at, when you hear that word. So it's really cool. They're kind of dipping their toes into all corners of the fantasy realm that they're, you know, telling their stories in. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, that. Yeah, I
2: think it's it's also just, you know, culturally rich with the possibilities of what you could do for theming in a room. You know, in a, in a section or, or room of this hotel, right? Like you know, even if it isn't necessarily the the fairy tale, I think it's perfect uh, for it. But it does sound like the ultimate you know, experience in terms of wanting to, you know, uh, I guess, geek out or you know get the full sort of theming experience for that uh you know i always think of uh I, I know it's a really random reference but you know in fresh prince of bel-air aunt viv and uncle phil they go on like their own little vacation and they go to this hotel it's themed there's like a a, a roman and a greek and, and all of this yeah there's a jungle room and stuff <laughs> like that it's absolutely hilarious but you know that to me is always the level of theming like that was so hardcore like they would have you dress in the the attire and stuff like that and of course we're talking about a a, a sitcom but uh w- always when i thought of like you know how deep does the theming go like you know i want to be able to walk into the ryan last dragon room and like you know be able to like wear some of the the stuff right and, you know have like <laughs> have like a full suite you know what i mean like it would be pretty pretty mm-hmm. epic but uh yeah that, that's that's cool i like that they're they're doing that. let's bring some of that over into you know the 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 other side of the world you know what i mean let's, let's let's see it in florida i think there's possibility for that
0: yeah yeah i mean like even in vegas where like i recently stayed at the luxor hotel while the hotel has that strong egyptian pyramid feel and there's beautiful decorations and everything that really make you feel like you're in a, a pyramid in the main part of the hotel once you get to the room it's just a hotel room it's just a standard hotel room and that's very much like mm-hmm. disney um and so I think this is exactly what you described, Justin. I think I think too a, a bit of a toned down version. But no, the, the the concept for the Arendelle room that I saw, like it was clearly frozen. It wasn't just a, a princess bedroom. It was that princess bedroom, and so it'd be amazing. Like that would make you want to stay multiple times or In switch rooms. rooms and oh, get yeah. around. Like so, Justin, I agree. Bring this hotel to Disney World, um, and everything else can stay the same. You don't have to change the current hotels, but have one that is really strong in the room theming. I think it would be a hit. Uh, I know yeah. one person living up in Aurora, Ontario, who would visit three times a year just to get a different room experience. Uh, shout out to mom if you're listening. Uh, no, I did want to quickly ask, uh, does this new hotel and a frozen land, uh, get you to want to go back to Disneyland Paris uh, so soon after being there this March
1: I mean yeah I'd always want to go back to Disney it doesn't matter where it is I, it's Disney I love it there uh, but yeah I would definitely go back for a new hotel experience because I, I've stayed at a few uh, of the hotels in Paris and like we, had, we just did the, the Art of Marvel which was fantastic and everything like that but I, I would getting that fairy tale aesthetic would be really cool to, to experience because that is what Disney was built on so it'd be neat to go back just to experience that alone
0: Absolutely. Uh, now, we were talking about Frozen hitting um, Disneyland Paris, but it will also be coming to Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, it's called The World of Frozen, and that actually opens in November of this year. This massive new land will include uh, Arendelle Castle, surrounding village areas, and a massive backdrop of a uh, mountain featuring Elsa's ice castle and a waterfall. Justin, have you seen anything for this, uh, like these two new Arendelle additions?
2: Yeah, they had a video online. Um, I think for Disney Parks, uh, it was just kind of like a behind the scenes, if you will, vignette uh, with the Imagineers, just talking about uh, what it means to be bringing you know this to life. Uh, it looks really detailed. It it almost matches in my mind to what you would see in Hogsmeade or or, or even Diagon Alley. Just that level of of detail and uh, sort of design sensibility of of trying to bring that world to life. Um, I think in a lot of ways, you know that that style of park experience is is the full immersion, Um, and if you can create these worlds, uh, and some we'll talk about when we get closer to home, uh, but when you create these worlds, I think it it literally um, it's a new level of park experience, right? It, It goes beyond just rides. Uh, and sensations and stuff. It's it's like living in it, um, and I think that again, Hogwarts the the Hogwarts experience with that Universal has has done really does kind of kick has really kicked things into that gear, uh, and I think you know followed up with something like. Uh, uh, Batu and and what they did with Star Wars, and I think they can even go further with that. Obviously, as we'll, we'll talk, but the idea of just creating an immersive experience, I think it's it's a huge win, and it looks like it's going to it's going to do really well, and, and and an attraction for Hong Kong too, right? Like this is this is a park that I think that you know it's like you go there, but like this is something that will draw people there. You know what I mean?
0: I I absolutely agree, and I mean, speaking of Hogwarts, I think we can all agree that the best themed areas in uh this type of amusement park especially just in orlando itself is the the um harry potter stuff at universal i think they've done the best job and even mm-hmm. what differentiates it from say batu at galaxy's edge is that at least hogsmeade and and the village there and with the um, you know um Hogwarts Castle, those are so familiar and so ingrained. They have a very distinct um, style and aesthetic, and, you know, they're landmarks that we recognize, whereas Batu is all new. And so mm-hmm. while it was impressive it's and it's massive, this Arendelle looks like it's, you know, that kind of scope, but with something yes. you go, wow, that's right from the movie. That's right from the movie. And that sort of thing doesn't really exist in a lot of places. I'd say the closest they have to it is Toy Story Land. And sure. that one's kind of simple because it's basically just um you know, walkway markers made of toys and a few yeah. toys around and it's like boom, and you're okay, the toys this is Toy, the- Toy Story. This yeah, is Toy, exactly. Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, going forward and w- with some of the um additions we'll be talking about at the uh, Disney World Resort, I would love to see like this bigger scope and like really make me feel like even for a short time I'm in this specific movie, not just a Disney sort of environment. I think that would be really really cool. Uh, and like this this land is is massive. This new edition, especially at Hong Kong, where they're getting three attractions. They're getting their own version of Frozen Ever After, which is the Epcot ride. Uh, and so I'm obviously that'll be updated. And again, will not feature the screen faced animatronics, folks. Don't worry. Um, But there will also be a roller coaster named the Wandering Oaken Slays and uh, an interactive children's experience called Playhouse in the Woods. Uh, So, yeah, I would like this is like three attractions at once to start is pretty awesome. You don't see that very often.
2: Yeah. No, I I think I think, again, I think it's just it's the idea of investing in these global markets. And I, I think it's safe to say Frozen did well in 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 the chinese cinema in, in the east asian market so I, I think it's probably safe to say that this this park will do really really well um and it'll be interesting to see how well it does once it opens this november so yeah it, to have three attractions to kind of kick things off and to say like hey yeah we're we're making a splash with this one you know it's it's good
0: yeah, I think it's uh, really, really smart. And, yeah, really quickly, it, it is smart. to m- Maybe this is the only two places you can find Arendelle. is going to be uh, Disneyland Paris and Hong Kong. And, you know, that's a really smart idea to get people to want to go to the different parks to see the very unique and different things. Not that those parks over um, uh, on the east coast of Asia there don't have... Unique, individual attractions that make you want to go over and check them out already. Jeez. Uh, Really quickly, there was news regarding the seventh ship to join the Disney cruise fleet, the Disney Adventure, that will be sailing out of Singapore starting next year. Uh, That puts Disney ships officially across the globe, which is really cool. Each new Disney ship gets bigger and better, uh, and I'd love to see one of the newer ships after having cruised on a few of their older ones on multiple occasions. Um... In addition, we got a decent look at Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point, which is the new Disney island located in the Bahamas that several of their ships will uh, routinely visit on their journeys. It's massive, Dars. Like, it looks like it's three times the size of Castaway Key.
1: Yeah, I saw a map. It's kind of ridiculous. I thought we were spoiled with, with Castaway Key and how much amenities they had there, and they are like, hold on, hold my, hold my uh, Mickey drink here or slushy. I got I to gotta one-up myself, and it's crazy. I, I'd love to go there. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Now, just I, I'm not sure. Have you ever cruised before? No, I've never cruised. Uh, it's one now, thing. Do that, you have a design? If we we're going to do a cruise,
2: yeah. If I feel like if we were going to cruise, then I'd probably want to cruise that way. Um, so, uh, just because it would the theming again,
0: the 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 experience, it's just. You don't want to hop on a party cruise and drink um all no. inclusive for seven days. That's not your kind of cruise. No. The Disney no. cruise is relaxed, themed activities around Disney. It's Disney dining. Yeah. It's Disney character meet and greets. It's just at sea. Mm-hmm. Like that would definitely be if you were going to do it the way for you and your yeah. family to do it. I think you guys yeah. would love it. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely do it. Awesome. Awesome. Um well Uh, I think I'm saving the biggest and best for last uh, for our North American parks. So let's first head over to Anaheim to look at some of the announcements for Disneyland. Uh, We got a brief look at the animatronics for uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure that will be replacing Splash Mountain at both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. Uh, While it was just a skeleton frame for Louis the Alligator, uh, it's exciting to get any updates for this reimagining. Splash was always a favorite of mine, but not only did it need a rebranding for obvious reasons, I also felt this ride aged a bit more poorly than some of the other ones. Like, some attractions just seem timeless, and you slap a bit of paint on it, and it's like, yep, it's as good as the day it opened. But Splash, I found with some of the animatronics, the sound, some of the projection effects and stuff, they just sort of... They were ahead of their time, but quickly dated themselves, and so this rebranding is great for so many reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Es- especially because, like, yeah, I think the upkeep and like maintenance on a water ride is so much harder. So, of course, those those flaws or, or the aging will, will become more apparent because the water is going to have so much more of an effect. I got to say though, this Louis skeleton is kind of terrifying. I I want to see it with you know a skin on because. What's underneath there is—it's while it's incredible and everything like that, kind of kind of creeps it's me. It's like out. that video
0: <laughs> going around of Tickle Me Elmo without the fur on. It's free. yes, yes, that, that'll it's ruin terrifying. a childhood or two.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's great that we're actually getting our first look at a reimagining of of uh, Splash, and I think it's it it looks good. And given that Disney California in Anaheim opened the, if I'm not mistaken, the Tiana. Uh, like restaurant and then that section mm-hmm. with with all of the the baked goods and stuff. Um, y- you know, you can see again, the theming taking place and the the sort of ways that they're bringing in the elements of the culture from from Louisiana into it very uh, you know wholeheartedly and and it looks really, really good. so I, i'm I'm interested to see again how it's going to translate to the ride. The little glimpses, though that they gave us were were good enough. Uh, for now, but it's you know again, like you said, it's it's going to be the same structure of the ride. It's just I think the story, obviously the story that takes us up there, and as we come down, uh, it'll 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 that'll be the the differences in the experience. So it'll be it'll be cool to see uh, how they how they adapt that story.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how they explain the drop. Unless I I'll, I did have the suggestion we're going up to visit the firefly in the sky. Yeah, that's yeah. Right, I agree with that. And you say it, hello to him, and then splish splash. Um, now, when later on in the uh, program, when they were talking about the Magic Kingdom parks, they showed some uh, footage and pictures from the outside of the attraction, uh, and th- even that, it will be different looking. I don't think it's just Splash Mountain with the Tiana Water Tower and that's it. They seem to be refacing a lot of the rock structures, so I think they'll be doing something to make it look different from that very, you know, iconic Br'er Patch Mountain that we've been, you know, so used to for 30 years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think we're walking through the old watermill like house, like that old wooden barn structure. It looks like they have updated that as well. So I'm really excited to see how they've again reimagined this this classic uh, attraction. When's
0: the estimated uh, opening date? That is late 2024. Okay, cool. So we'll miss it. We'll miss it at uh, both of our uh, next two upcoming trips. Unfortunately. Oh, 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 oh yeah, darn! Yeah, yeah. We'll have to plan something for 2025. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, either way, I think there is uh, some amazing potential to include a movie like *Princess and the Frog*, which is mm-hmm. severely underappreciated. I've thought so since it first came out, so this is awesome that it's, it's we're getting closer to it getting the recognition it deserves. But the biggest news for Disneyland was our first look at the vehicle for what they're calling a world jumping attraction at Avengers Campus. Uh, The vehicle combines elements of Tony Stark's time suits with Zandarian jump points and Wakandan technology. The vehicle will help transport superheroes into the multiverse, which extends on the news we got last year about an attraction centered on our favorite heroes teaming up to defeat King Thanos. Uh, So we're sort of getting an idea of what this ride's going to look like. Uh, The car looks really, really cool. Uh, I imagine it's trackless. That's the way they're going these days. But uh, it looks... Yeah, I wonder just how big and, and massive they can make the the scope of it over you, you know, it, it'll be like Ratatouille on steroids. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it'll be
1: cool to see how they decide to incorporate or like tell a new story with all these characters, because, I mean, the rides you've been on for Avengers so far, while they do tell a story, they happen so fast, it's hard to really take it all in, so... I'm kind of hoping that this one isn't a roller coaster, a bit more slowed down so you can enjoy a story with the characters. Because, again, they try to tell these stories in the Cosmic Rewind and, and the Flight Force uh, in Paris. And, I mean, you're on a roller coaster whipping by these screens. It's hard to see, uh, figure out what you just looked at when you're whipping around in the dark. Well, so, and, and uh, a slower, a slower ride. Would and be excited, Spider-Man, it's
0: like a workout. You don't need to go to the gym the day you're going yeah. to Avengers <laughs> <laughs> Campus. Just ride Spider-Man twice, and you're you're getting your bicep workout in. Man, that ride is a workout. Yeah, <laughs> I want to just sit there and watch a yes, bunch of is. Avengers kick Thanos' ass. That's what I want.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I, I I feel like though the idea too with these rides is that they're so like they they're such siloed experiences. Um, like I feel like, you know, with both Avengers Campus and uh, Galaxy's Edge, like, it's a lot of ooh and ah and look at all of these things, and then you know you do the rides, and they're like, oh, that's fun, right? Like you know, it's it was a good time, and it's just it's just so siloed and pocketed, and you know, again, I think it's it's the idea of where the nuances of Hogsmeade and, and Diagon Alley, it's just the little details that go so much further beyond just the rides and attractions. Like you said, Kevin, I think a lot of it has to do with us connecting with those memories from the movie and from the books. But, you know, to have those elements and to at least lean into them a little bit more can live to be something so much more, right?
0: I think one of the biggest issues when you have something that spans so many locales and so many different... Um, tones, like even if you look at Star Wars, you know, which iconic planet could you pick to, to devote a whole land to? Well, why don't we recreate one instead of trying to choose? And then with Marvel, it's, you know, all these characters are from such different places. Which characters you know, sort of home environment, do you pick to base a land off? Well, you don't pick any. You make it a campus or a, exactly. a, a training compound. And so I think the idea of a ride where all these characters can come together and you can jump from world to world and visit the f- places you're familiar with, that's how you really bring in that MCU feeling.
2: Yeah, I think the idea is, too, with, with both Batu and Avengers Campus, they're meant to be new worlds and places that already exist in the stories that we know right so we know star wars and batu is a planet in star wars and that is what it is galaxy's edge you know what i mean is that is part of that story of star wars and i think the same is to be said about avengers campus and how it's just meant to fit into the world of the mcu whereas obviously as we're talking about you know the hogwarts experience that's meant to replicate the world as we know and so that it brings it to life in, in a whole different different way so it's about being a part of the story or being a
1: part of a new story in a lot of ways Again, I just want to point out that technically the theme parks are the MCTP, the yes. Mar- Marvel Cinematic Theme Park yeah. Universe. So that is, it's like the one we watch, but slightly different in that we can visit the people that we watch uh, in those movies. Right. So, again, another fun way that Disney's like, it's the same. But- yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. And like the whole multiverse story is going to be interesting with the ride, right? And like King Thanos is a character. So, it's like finding a way to tell that story in a theme park ride. Like you said earlier, Darcy, it just needs to be something that can be experienced rather than something that's just whipping by you, right? Mm hmm.
0: And I mean, we have so few details about the ride and I never want to be like, oh, this is what I want from the ride. Just like so that if that doesn't happen, you know, I'm disappointed in any way. I'm excited to see whatever these brilliant people have in store. But imagine a ride kind of like a Star Tours, depending on how it's structured, where you could team up with two or three different Avengers each time you went on the ride. You could construct it so that they, you know, you get different combinations of Avengers and visit two or three different places on the way every time before getting to your ultimate climax against King Thanos. I mean, that sounds like a shit ton of Marvel stuff to film and a fight to choreograph with a whole (laughs) bunch of different, but you could just plug in different characters doing different things. But, Something like that just would offer so much endless potential. You could constantly update it and Mm -hmm. add characters and stuff like that. But, again, Mm -hmm. that's just one thought I had about the ride. And speaking of uh, Star Tours, we can move on to the next bit of news that actually applies to not just Disneyland in California, but to Disneyland in Paris and Disney World. Uh, We are going to be getting some new adventures in early 2024 featuring Ahsoka. Oh, sweet.
1: So cool. that's very cool. Ooh, see purgles. again, it
0: it they can constantly. Well, that's what I was <laughs> going to say. Are we getting purgles? You know, we're flying by some purgles. They will uh, just have you sure. weaving through. Like that's really really cool. Oh, you'll probably
2: you'll probably see you'll probably see Citos, the, the 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 planet with the red trees. Uh, you probably you you may go to to Lethal. That would be fucking sick. Yeah, you to fly gotta fly p-
0: Lothal, past Lothal? the like, big like yeah, yeah the
2: iconic the iconic big, tower that that thing. is yeah. that where Sabine is, and oh uh, that'd be pretty cool. That's that's great news I mean, to hear, though.
1: Oh yeah, there's also a possibility to go back to Coruscant, but go into like the underworld where she hangs out with uh, Trace or sure. whatever the other one's name is. There's a lot of potential like cool places that we go with Ahsoka. I'm just worried, wondering like. Does that mean that whenever you get an Ahsoka adventure, will it only be Ahsoka? Because the way that I've written on it before, they kind of mix and blend everything else together. So this seems like almost like how would you do that? Maybe they're their own stories, right? Like they're their own. Yeah, I can't wait to see how this is. If it's yeah, if it's a standalone thing, or if they will be worked into the other you know adventures that we already go on 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 Star Tours, I think I think it'd be really neat. So I I can't wait to see what what we get. Yeah, take me
0: to that planet with the temple, the destroyed temple. And, you know, you land quickly. One of those assassin robots comes out, and you've got to fly away from the explosion. That would be sick. Oh, and with Mm -hmm. you.
2: Oh, that'd be great. And then, oh, man. (laughs) And then you could have, like, Hu Yang as the droid. Uh, But they'd have to kind of come in and retrofit.
0: Yeah, they'd have to retrofit a lot. I don't think we'll go quite that far. But you know. But again, this is the kind of potential that a ride design like this gives you. You can update it every time you have a new show or movie. And that is awesome. Star Tours is really, really cool for that. Every ride is different.
2: I remember, I think it was for uh, The Last Jedi. And I was at Disney when they were rotating through some of the planets. And I went on that ride so many times. And I ended up getting all of the the uh iteration so it was i was like that was my goal while i was there to just make sure i could get it all but yeah it was it's pretty crazy that you can experience that ride numerous times and while it's more or less the same because it's like the way the story's structured and and whatnot the experiences that you fly the planets the the the, maybe even just the setup for the story it's always different so it's it's nice
0: Yeah, and again, you get to go to the new locations for movies as you're... They never did anything from Solo, though. How dare they? How dare they? (laughs) Um, Speaking of Disney World, we'll hop on our final flight of the evening over to Orlando, and we will visit our beloved home-based park, the one and only Disney World. Uh, We actually only have news from three of the parks. Hollywood Studios was really, really quiet this year. Uh, I guess they're still figuring out what they want to do with a potential uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge expansion, uh, but it does not seem like there's anything major in terms of shows or attractions. They've invested in- a
2: lot there, though, already, right? Like, think about Toy Story Land and, and Galaxy's Edge. That's probably, between that, I would say a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, like, easily. So, if if anything, At they least, could probably yeah. throw some money to the other three parks that I think would need it a little bit more. Need some love. Well,
0: speaking of which, uh, these other three are getting some love. Uh, let's start with Animal Kingdom. Last year, we heard that Dino Land USA would be receiving a massive overhaul, and now we have a bit of a better idea of the theme. A Tropical America Land will be going in its place, featuring Incanto. And <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, so it looks like they had the the uh, magical house there. Um, not yeah. sure what going to go there but the land itself looks beautiful uh i was never a fan of dino land usa and so this is very welcome news uh it looks oh it looks stunning from the the concept art just with all the the trees and vegetation it looks really lush um but then crack that whip baby because the other theming we're getting here is indiana jones yeah uh and that means that they're uh, they're planning on taking dinosaur the ride which, again, is another one that's a little bit dated now, Uh, and they're going to make it an Indiana Jones attraction. Let's go.
2: Let's go. Yeah, well, I think these play a lot better to Animal Kingdom than Dino Land, which, in a lot of ways, like again, the charm of it was that it felt very carnival esque, mm-hmm. right? Like it just it didn't age well, and and I think it's it's due for an upgrade. So I love the idea to to think about how much the stories of Disney have grown uh, to to not include something like Encanto or or you know the idea that now they have. Indiana Jones in Animal Kingdom, like to not do that. That's that's silly. It makes complete and total sense. I mean, Indiana Jones, in my
0: opinion, works more at Hollywood Studios. But that's the movie. Like Indy's not a big animal guy.
2: Sure, but he's but he's also an adventurer, and he's also someone who's yes, who travels all, to these exploring these, these, these the jungles re- and yeah. exactly well exploring these yeah. parts of the world for the relics and the stories that we all love, right? So it's at the end of the day, it makes sense for Indiana Jones as a character, as not as the behind the scenes movie experience, which is at Hollywood Studios, which makes total sense for Hollywood Studios to have something like that because it's all about the movie experience, the the these big epic stories, and I think here it's like. Indiana Jones could actually live as a character, very much like, you know, they have certain characters that. At at uh, Batu right now, I think primarily in Disneyland, like like Ahsoka and Hera, right? Obviously for relevancy because those shows are playing. But like the idea that Indiana Jones could be a character that could walk around it through the Animal Kingdom,
0: uh, that would be pretty cool. I think that's 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 an interesting. It's an yeah, interesting. Yeah, you way do to a whip of... show at two that's fifteen, three fifteen, and four fifteen. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I would wait for that one <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. I just need them to promise me that this isn't just. going to be some like oh there's a jeep driving through a jungle to a temple and they slap the indiana jones name on it and that's it uh because that was very much my experience in disneyland paris where the coaster there which is a fun little coaster don't get me wrong but they called it indiana jones and outside of the music um playing in the line and then i think at the end you see a tent with his fedora and whip sort of in it um that's all you get for indiana jones and so i want some theme like film harrison right now get the videos <laughs> for the the, the the lineup now they won't um, need
2: to man they got they got lucasfilm with that that
0: de-aging stuff they could sure they could they could, they could, they could totally deep fake just take face old movie ones. footage sure i don't care sure. what you do or give yeah. me an animatronic in the ride i think that's what's the case at disneyland I mean, right
1: yeah, I was gonna say this—the the, the the fact that it's taking over Disney, dinosaur, dinosaur being the four by four, you know, seating jeep uh, setup for the passengers, very reminiscent of the the. Ride in Disneyland where you are, you're, you know, S- Salas talking to you as you're getting ready on to go on the ride, and then you're on the jeep, and then you see the, you know, Indy holding back the door or dangling over a pit and stuff like that. So I can, I can easily see them going that route with this ride again because, again, the, the layout already feels like it's going to be a, a deep, spooky cave adventure. Uh,
0: whatever they do, I am stoked because again, I've only ever been to Disneyland once, I've only been on the Indie ride once. I need more Indie in my life.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I, I, I would agree. And I think, again, to capitalize on this property beyond that, if if again, you know, not saying that there's not potential for more movies, but maybe not with Harrison Ford, that character could probably live on in the parks in, in a really great way. Uh, but, you know, going back to the Encanto, you know, that's that is that's going to be great. And again, another story that fits beautifully into the animal character kingdom kingdom sort of theming uh you know and it'd be nice you know you kind of go through and then suddenly you you, you kind of transition from you know one park to the next um through trees and then suddenly you're in this 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 incanto experience i think that that's that's exciting i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do and i'm wondering if they're going to do anything that's going to be kind of similar to that of pandora where the night the lights will change things will kind of look a little different um to kind of give more of a an appetite for for what it looks like during the day and what it looks like in the night because that's my favorite part about pandora right and even just how it seamlessly you know blends in like you could easily argue that that doesn't need to be an animal kingdom but you know, there's there's reasoning behind it because of its its sort of structures and its plant life and and everything else that it, it kind of goes into its theming with. Um, so it makes total sense. It, it's, it's I love I love that we're getting more of these more recent stories and definitely Disney's like yeah this this story was a hit. We need to be making some sort of park attraction for it.
0: So let's let's go. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now the only other movie I could see seamlessly fitting into Animal Kingdom is Zootopia. Which is yep. something they considered, and I mean, looking at the Zootopia that's coming into a couple parks overseas, or at least one. I think Shanghai is getting like a really incredible yep. uh, Zootopia land. I mean, ugh, find a place to put that for me too. That well, could I, think, be next.
2: I think, but I think that makes sense to where they think they want to put it, or where they were talking about it, at least at the last. Well, they D23, were. They wanted. They considered that Magic Kingdom. That was extending mm. out Magic Kingdom. And putting it beyond
0: beyond uh, what
2: was the what's that ride? Beyond Thunder Mountain. The... Oh, don't worry. We'll, yes,
0: we'll talk about Thunder Mountain and Beyond <laughs> Thunder Mountain a little later in the program. Um, okay, but cool. no, they had considered Zootopia for Dino Land USA. Uh, they've gone in a different direction uh, as there's going to be a new Zootopia show, which will replace It's Tough to Be a Bug in the Tree of Life. Whoa! Um, So yeah, you sad to see that one go? Uh, You know what? Sad Sad to see that one go. I know it's your favorite show. It's your favorite. I will (laughs) say it's a pretty darn good show. Uh, But I mean, even Bugs Life was never one of my favorite, and it's not because I'm mortified of Bugs. It's a it's a fun, lovely cartoon about it. But it was never one of my favorite, um, you know, Pixar movies. Plus, uh, I'll I'll die on this cross. Uh, I'm ants for life. Ants. (laughs) Team team ants for (laughs) life.
2: It's 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 Woody Allen. (laughs) It's Woody Allen. Woody Allen, right? Yeah, it's it's Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, but no this uh, this show sounds really cool. I think I don't know if you've seen the footage of the um, what's the the cop the the fun Uh,
1: Clowhauser the animatronic that's going to be
0: at the Zootopia attraction in Shanghai. It sounds like we might get a very similar version as our host for this Zootopia Mm -hmm. show.
2: That'd be worth checking it out, though, right? Especially given the fact that, again, that that, that ride for The Bug's Life has, has been there for a while. So, you know, giving it an update and a refresh makes a lot of sense. I would love to see, though, if there is some way they could keep A Bug's Life, some sort of experience like that in Animal Kingdom. But I, I, I don't know. I, I Not to say to recreate the exact same thing, but maybe something that is still a way to, to pay, pay homage to, to that film.
1: I mean, I can see this the, this the Zootopia show, show almost being like a talent show that was in the movie that you know, yeah. Clawhauser was trying to go on, like America's Got Talent or whatever oh, that's cool. type thing. Or Zootopia's Got Talent. So the be crowd cool, has a cheer like, for who they. Yeah, yeah it's a kind of like an interactive experience almost, where you're looking at all the, the the citizens of Zootopia cheer, like you know, showing off their talents and how you know wild and, and varied they could be, just like the Animal Kingdom. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool potential for for that show. So I will. I'll definitely be in line for it the next time, once it's open.
0: Yeah, this is very, very new in development. But uh, they did say that we would be seeing different uh, uh, biospheres or whatnot of the Zootopia land. So we'll visit different cool. places somehow. Uh, really curious to see what they do, if they keep it sort of the same format with just a new show, or if they really, really give it a refresh. Um, but yeah, there's a couple... Mass- like, all of a sudden, it's like, damn, got to go to Animal Kingdom every time, I guess. You know, some of these parks you can <laughs> skip sometimes if you go a lot. Uh, but they're making all of these, you know, must-visit destinations. I think it's really, really smart to be giving love to uh, both Animal Kingdom and the next park we're going to talk about, which is Epcot, um, yeah. which has felt like it's been under construction for like a decade now. Forever. You cannot walk through that park and get to like the World Showcase without walking past 100,000 feet of under-construction walls. That will be changing in the next year.
2: Well, that was nice to see from a lot of the media and, and the influencers that were out there that were posting stuff is that it looked like a lot of that construction, especially at the front, was gone, uh, which was nice, nice because mm-hmm. you know obviously they have a, a new Moana water feature. Uh, which we'll we'll talk about, but again, just to see yeah. that park, again, as we were talking about with Animal Kingdom, just investing in these parks, you know, taking them a little bit further, uh, you know, not letting them just kind of dwindle, right? Uh, I think, you know, we we're talking about obviously the upcoming our upcoming Disney trip in in January, and we're thinking, you know, is there a lot to see? at epcot you know there's a couple rides here and there maybe it's a half day but i'm actually thinking after even just seeing this now i think it's going to be a full day you gotta go check that thing out front to back
0: yeah and daytime and nighttime like that's the (laughs) there's lots to cover you like they're literally adding a full day's worth of attractions here just now i mean you've got the guardians of the galaxy ride that just opened this year i believe earlier this year and it is Perhaps Mm -hmm. the best coaster ride that Disney has ever, ever done. It is amazing. It's worth going to Epcot alone. Uh, But now, on top of that, you're going to get The Journey of Water, which you mentioned, Justin, inspired by Moana, which is a walkthrough interactive attraction. That opens on October 16th. Uh, There's a Moana meet-and-greet that's also opening near the attraction. Uh, You know, I have not been into the character meet-and-greets for a long, 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 long time. And now it is, you know... Near the top of my priority list, I've learned traveling with a small child. Um, so this is just another new f- um, photo meet and greet to add to the list, uh, which also coincides with Figment starting to do uh, guest uh, greetings on September 10th. He just uh, uh, was unveiled yeah, this weekend. He a lot of the the. He ate shit. He's getting used to his. uh, Have you seen? Okay, can we just talk about this costume (laughs) for a second?
1: It looks really. It
2: it looks it looks cool, but it looks incredibly uncomfortable to actually maneuver it. Like you can literally see Mm -hmm. where the person's face and head are in relation to the actual neck. Yeah, exactly. About his neck level, yeah. (laughs) And on (laughs) on Twitter or or X, they posted videos of him eating shit twice and. And someone made a funny, you know, if you fall, press this button if you need help for Figment. And I was dying. I've literally been going back and forth with my wife. I just, I sent her the first one. She sent me the second one. And then I sent her that picture. And we were both dying of laughter because Figment is such a huge part of Epcot. And it just feels like he dwindled to the background and was just not important. And it's like, there's so much potential with that character. Even in, like, I think we talked about, like, I don't know if it was actually news or, or not, but I can't remember, but a Figment movie. Like, you know, where is that, right? Like to, to help kind of tell the story of Figment a little bit more. Um, so I'm glad that they've invested in a new sort of meet and greet. I just wish the costume was a little bit better because I think, I think there's some flaws if someone is falling very hard Twice.
0: <laughs> no, I've also seen it even at the um, the D23 itself. Whoever was wearing it that, at that point had a, had it down. He was jump, they were he jumping. He had it for around, 24 hours. For sure. Yeah, a yeah. little yeah, yeah. no practice. That's all. <laughs> He's just going to figure it out. I just yeah, know exactly. if I was a cast member. Work in that uh, event, and Figment falls over. You know, you just gotta make a funny joke. Oh, let's all use our imagination and pretend that didn't happen. As like yeah. three <laughs> cast members rush out and have to pick up this poor person in this like yeah. stupidly awkward to walk around in costume. But it looks uh, good. It, was... it looks good. It looks. It looks good, right? fun. It I'm gonna. I'll good, line right? up for that one for me, and then I'll do Moana for Robbie. Um uh, Asha from Disney's Wish will also soon appear yeah. at that park and in California and Paris as well. Uh, obviously that will coincide with the release of the mo- movie in November of this year. I love
2: that Epcot's getting some princess love. Like they they they're putting some some like you said meet and greets back on the on the table, but specifically for Epcot making it more worthwhile. I
0: think it's I think it's brilliant. Epcot's never been a character park. Uh you know, a lot a lot of it being because it's it hadn't been associated with specific properties as much in the past. And now they're really focusing was it on meant that. To be? No, it was it was meant to be something different. But I mean if you now have a fan of princesses, like they've got four or five meet and greets between Elsa and the ones I've mentioned now, uh Elsa and Anna, and then these new characters like that that's a day for them, just waiting to meet the, these favorite characters of theirs. It's brilliant. They've really turned Epcot from what was like a kind of boring adult park into a family park. Uh, they've they've done a great job reinventing it over the last 12 years. Uh, and on top of that, uh, improving the park experience for everyone will be the fact that the World Celebration Pavilion, which basically takes up the entire middle of Epcot before you get to World Showcase, will finally be opening in December So, again, all of those construction walls that have had Moana going on and this giant pavilion, whatever it is, I haven't seen too, too much about it. I'm kind of excited to just see it myself and in person. But I think the big news coming out here is that in December, it opens up to everybody and it will just, I think, even just walking through the park will be a completely different experience. Instead of everyone funneling through walls... Yeah, Epcot's a full day now, man. Epcot is yeah. an absolutely least, full day. At least and when we go in
2: January, because be, everything will be sort of fresh and brand new. So we'll definitely want to be experiencing that. Well, for I bet day.
0: you haven't done Ratatouille yet since it opened there. You know, you've got a full day ahead of you. Uh, and then to cap it off at night, Epcot is getting another new nighttime show. Uh, this one entitled <laughs> Luminous, the Symphony of Us. Uh, it debuts uh, later this year as well. Um, you know... This show at Epcot has changed so much in the last few years, and it's crazy because Illuminations, some version of it, it was it was changed every 10, 15 years. It ran from 1988 to 2019 in some form of that show. Uh, and then a temporary show, Epcot Forever, ran for six months while they prepared for this new multi-million dollar show, Harmonious. It was not met with much love uh, specifically, there was a lot of angry, uh, anger and vitriol focusing on the bad sight lines created during the day by these massive water-spraying screens that actually stayed in the center of the showcase lagoon all day, and people were really bothered by the fact that it was an eyesore during the day. And as cool as I thought the show was, you really do have to watch from a certain vantage point or you can't see these screens, and it's therefore even less worth the, the eyesore that it is during the day.
1: Yes, uh, having having seen both this the um what was the name of the show Harmonious yeah having seen Harmonious a few times from different angles, I can easily see why people are upset because it is kind of ridiculous how you you this circular viewing area where you can watch this fireworks show all of a sudden gets cut cut down to two optimal viewing angles where you can see the center screen. When I also recently had the pleasure of seeing the Disney Adventure uh water show where it's again very centrally located but the, the way that the water shoots out the screens are changing angles so no matter where you are you're getting part of the show no matter what so you're not missing you might while well, you might miss it on some part you're not missing out on all of it where again this harmonious was terrible layout so i'm hoping that we have a better better sight line yeah that's that's i was i was on that yeah team.
0: the giant center screen should have been rotating during the show it should have been spinning to yes. to, show, to 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 be, you know, be seen by the 360 degrees of people standing around the the lake. And, you mm-hmm. know, I know this is a crazy operation, but that me- uh, mechanism should have gone down for the day somehow. You sort of bring up some walls, part the water, bring it down, cover it up, and then bring it out that's, at night. I know that's massive. That's but, engineering. But, that, hey, I, I, just, <laughs> I just watched a video of the stadium in Barcelona, a 100-year-old stadium, and they installed uh, a device where the whole field, the whole grass field, is now... Uh, transported in segments underground and they put concrete so they can have concerts and stuff at the stadium Uh, so hey if they're able to do it in this super old stadium with a grass field you could do it with the the Disney harmonious centerpiece Um, anyway I just I just hope nobody lost their job over the fact that this show was millions and millions and millions of dollars to put together and got scrapped so quickly Um, Luminous sounds very similar in theming to Harmonious But I guess just without the giant water spraying contraptions Smack dab in the middle of the lake uh, We'll see how long this one lasts Uh, But that is it for Epcot We're going to hop on the monorail for our final stop Which is the Magic Kingdom And it's going to see some massive changes over the years to come Last year we first heard about a new land You mentioned this earlier, Justin The biggest ever at Magic Kingdom Beyond Thunder Mountain uh, not much new was shared here, uh, but it's definitely sw- uh, something worth keeping an eye on in the years to come. Now, Just, you did mention, um, I believe, Coco. This is, I think, where we'd see um, some really strong Coco theming. Uh, I think they'll put a couple movies Zootopia. back here and then uh, maybe a little Zootopia, although I don't know how that fits with Coco, but we'll see. They're brilliant. Uh, And then hopefully, eventually, you get to a villain's... Land of the Park. This is something that I think a lot of fans would really enjoy seeing. And as they said in this presentation, we've got a lot of room to work with back there. So I think, I think when they say it's the biggest land ever, you know, and it's going to be bigger than New Fantasy Land, it's going to be bigger than Batu. I mean, that is or as big as Batu, well, but at the Magic Kingdom, that'll be crazy.
2: But it's also the biggest addition, right? Like probably in in terms of what they're wanting to do. It's interesting that they went really hard last last time. Uh, about saying like, hey, yeah, this is what we want to do. This time they were like, yeah, there's still plans to do that. I'm wondering if a lot of it's still being under evaluation by Bob Iger in terms of what to keep and what to kind of maybe delay or scrap or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I think it all makes sense. Like you, there's justification for these places to live in Animal Kingdom, Hollywood, Epcot. Like why not have a Cocoa experience at Epcot? do you know what i mean like that's I mean a, they had full... talked
0: about potentially putting that at the Mexico pavilion which makes yeah, but that's, the most sense yeah that, that could sense, use a refresh it. like it, like Norway yeah. got with frozen you know that could exactly. really benefit from something like that
2: exactly but also you got the 3 caballeros. so you know
1: that ride is is a classic that ride <laughs> <could go. laughs> it's it's apparently it, it is slated to close soon i'm very sad that was a more recent find yeah. for us and i loved it to to see it it's great uh, and the fact that it's i mean I hope Coco does take its place and and kind of embraces the culture a bit more than Caballeros did because that was fun while it is, but it again feels a bit dated. Sure, it so, does. It definitely again Coco Coco could definitely use some more representation. Oh, for in sure. The parks. I, I think I
2: think giving it. I actually think it's better to give it a land rather than just restrict it to the pavilion. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like restricting the experience to that one area. You could definitely do something really cool with the, you know with that waterboat ride and and adapt it to to really fit the the cocoa vibes, but I feel like a land really makes sense because it was so rich and if you could go mm-hmm. if, if that's kind of the gateway from the land of the living to the land of the dead sort of thing and that gets you into your villains that's interesting right like you could you could play around with with the idea of darkness and, and what that looks like but you know who knows but I, it makes sense too in my opinion to do a land like Zootopia in Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom is like sort of like the idea that you would enter these different parts of the park that kind of are transporting you to worlds do you know what I mean so so if the vision is to create an immersive experience tailored to that one property, it might make sense for these, these lands to live in, in Magic Kingdom so they can really kind of that consistency of, of theming the park to feel like a, its own environment. Because the one thing I would say about Magic Kingdom is definitely it's just the, the, the experience as you move through feels like very inspired to be something of its own.
0: Ah one hundred percent that's you know and and they're continuing to upgrade uh, very familiar older areas. Um, we are going to be getting um the return of an old legend, Pegleg Pete the parrot, who will be uh, a feature of a new pirate themed tavern dining area near Pirates of the Caribbean attraction oh, sweet uh, yeah, they did suggest during the presentation that uh, Pegleg Pete will be potentially regaling visitors with tales of the open sea. Uh, so that'd be really cool if, you know, you kind of have like a tiki bird room style show with Peg Lake Peak at one part of this tavern as you order a drink or a quick snack or something like that and just really enhance that pirate's experience outside of the uh, should, attraction itself.
2: They should, they should also do some cross promotion and have Peg Lake Pete show up in the, the tiki room to tell people to come check him out. At the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, which and that would work, That would work. That'd be amazing. <laughs> would totally Kids work. would love that. Kids would really love yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. Oh, I, I yeah. gotta go see him. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's yeah. Come get a drink after the show, folks. That's perfect. Um, now, speaking of another legend returning to the Disney uh, World Magic Kingdom Park, uh, the much and long anticipated return of the Hatbox Ghost to the Haunted Mansion happens this November uh it'll be he'll be featured in the endless hallway portion of the ride uh i wonder if he maybe replaces the knight that's there and kind of doesn't do much or... or
1: or he's replacing the floating candelabra i don't know right I, I saw there you go. Well, that's reacting what it is. to this the, the the big thing is is like how are we seeing him because we haven't seen leota yet like leota is what allows us to see the ghost and then one of the Imagineers just said, well, Hatbox Ghost is kind of kind of does his own thing. He appears when he wants to. So he's kind of outside the whole let the ghost see you. So it's, it's neat how they're kind of changing where he is in the story compared to where they put him in in Disneyland.
0: And I actually think that's perfect considering they also said that the Hatbox Ghost will not be the 1,000th uh, happy haunt. Uh, leaves the number at nine hundred and ninety nine because he was part of the original attraction. He's just been off doing his own thing for the last little while. Nobody knows where he was, but he's back now to uh, to haunt visitors. So I hope we get a real nice turn at that corner with the where the endless hallway is, and we really get a good look at him. Uh, I sh- saw a brief little clip of the effect. It looks awesome. Uh, you know, it only took him. 50 years to figure out how to do it, but uh, it looks like the wait Thank was Jared worth it. Thank
1: Jared Leto. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was in, uh, the Hatbox Coast was in Disneyland before Jared Leto graced the screen as him. And I got to say, having having seen the effect in Disneyland, I can't wait to see it, in again, in our home park and in, in the first Haunted Mansion I ever rode on. So sorry, so, is it already... Uh, is it, does it already... Yes, he's been there. Yeah, he's, he's in the attic scene. In, at, 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 the, at the end of the attic scene, right before you fall into the yeah. graveyard. He's there, and you okay. see that whole... Head swap okay. thing. So it's, it's really cool to see in person. And again, apparently they haven't changed much te- technology. They just got better at blocking the light that was making it not work uh-huh. sometimes. So it's, it's cool how they, they don't give up on these ideas. It's been so long, and we're finally getting to see it uh, come to our park.
0: Well, speaking of not giving up our, um, on ideas, our final piece of news uh, comes in the form of a massive overhaul 20 years in the making uh, for an, uh, another old classic, and that is the Country Bear Jamboree Attraction. Uh, this was actually originally pitched by Imagineer Ethan Reed 20 years ago and is finally being realized. The new show will feature reimagining of some of the performers. Uh, just brief little uh, Changes to you know their aesthetic look, maybe a bit of their character names and stuff, but nothing. It's you got uh, a lot of the old classics there, um, uh, but it will feature an entirely new lineup of songs that are country-inspired versions of classic Disney favorites.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sad to see no more blood on the water. Oh, that's, uh, blood that's in the sand.
0: <laughs> that's a classic. Yeah, I will miss that, but I think this is so smart. Like, how do you make kids like Like this ride again? Have them sing funny versions of songs you know. Like, a a country, you know, with banjos and stuff. Let it go, let it go. Like, that's you do something like that, the kids will eat that up. And I think even Mm -hmm. older, uh, you know, fans who are attached to the ride... If it has the same vibe, the same feel as the original show, and you just freshen up the songs, this is a win-win for everybody.
2: Yeah, because yeah, then they mm-hmm. it's, you're not really changing much other than just updating the material, right? Um, but that 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 one also always felt like it needed a refresh, especially given the fact that it's close proximity to uh, Splash Mountain, uh, and yeah. you know some of their uh, character choices are are definitely you know a little less harmful uh But that said, I think it's it's still dated uh so it'll be interesting to see how how they they kind of modernize it in the right ways by as you said still keeping that that charm uh, is test track at this one or is test track oh
0: at- test track somehow I did miss that yes uh back at Epcot, we'll jump on the monorail really quickly, run over there and talk about test track that's getting a complete <laughs> overhaul as well. Um, they're working with designers of uh, the most modern car technology with a focus on environmental uh, conservation right. and and the the improvements to technology future. that we need yes yeah. it's it's all about a look into the future um, somebody I was reading suggested that the concept work they saw made it look like it was trackless uh, Yes. so that's very interesting I mean I'm not sure yeah. I want to be whipping around at Eighty-five miles an hour without a track—that's well, terrifying to think <laughs> about. Um, well, so, so the maybe reason why they I changed well, the style of the ride, right?
2: And, and the reason why I was asking is because I know that there is a driving ride at Tomorrowland, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's Autopia. Yeah, and I'm like, that's one that could use a refresh. I remember getting <laughs> in that. That one's a classic that you can't get rid yeah. of. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on, I, yeah, you could
0: you could update it. Like I don't least, know, like just throw cars in there. Make the yeah. vehicles, go cars, and it, it there does you go. the same then, thing. Exactly, it's the perfect ride for that target audience. Sure. It's an sure. easy fix.
2: And Buzz and Buzz and like, there's the Buzz Lightyear ride that's, Buzz that's out can, there. Buzz really, could use an
0: over an overhaul. I it think. could use an
2: update. I think it just could use an update. If anything, it, the, those guns need to be, to be fixed. Yeah, once but... you
0: play Toy Story Mania, you're like, ah, oh, this Buzz Lightyear ride just doesn't have the same oomph, you know? Well,
2: because you, you're always like, it. It just feels like your target's
0: not. Your gun's always broken. Your gun is always broken. (laughs) And I'm sick of going, my score sucked because my gun was broken. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, there's a lot of fun going on at all of these parks. So much to look forward to over the next decade and beyond. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't wait to visit some of these attractions with you guys in the next year. uh, And then going forward. Yeah, I, I think the
2: most exciting part about this, this D23, again, it's like you said, like while it didn't have the movie news and, and stuff that we were usually used to, it did really hit home the idea of the, the Disney's uh, ongoing commitment to the parks and what they want to do, and, and not just at, at you know the, the, the big ones, but globally and kind of bringing everything to, to the full experience. So it's nice to see that these parks are going to be getting some love, but like I was saying before, Bob Auger's in there. He's making a lot of, you know, he's looking at everything and taking a look at those books and seeing what's possible. And I think honestly, I think probably park attractions is where you would put your money right now uh, in the fact that the pandemic is not over, but people are traveling and doing things and they're out there. So, uh, you know, there's 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 reason to think that. It's a worthy investment over maybe uh, nine different shows in the course of a year that, you know, may yield some profits, right? So hopefully that's what we're looking at. And a lot of this stuff, you know, as all this to say, hopefully a lot of this stuff doesn't get canceled or it doesn't get X'd from, from the list of things that can be done.
0: I mean, we did see a few things over the pandemic get canceled. I know they were planning a Mary Poppins attraction uh, for the England Pavilion at Epcot. That just I haven't heard of in years, so that seems long gone. But no, you know, with, with what a, a trip to Disney costs these days, um, at least make it worth it. At least make it justified. And the, the best way to do that is to constantly keep things fresh, changing, new, cutting edge and all the credit in the world you cannot deny that disney doesn't take a great amount of care into keeping their parks in great shape and constantly feeling like you're seeing something new every time you visit whether you're you know going for your first and only time you're going for the first time in 15 years or you're going for you know your third time in a year you're almost always likely to be able to see one or more new things, and that is awesome. Is there anything from the news we talked about today that stood out the most to you? I know for me, uh, it's the idea of an Indiana Jones park that I can ride once a year. I am so excited for that. Uh, and then an honorary mention to the Hatbox Ghost.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, mean, maybe i have rubbed off. Mom's love of fireworks shows rubbed off on me, but I'm really excited to see what this new luminous show at Epcot's like, and again, hoping that the the sight lines aren't an issue that you can kind of see from wherever you are in the park, but uh, ride wise I'm I'm definitely intrigued by this Avengers ride that's going in at at. Uh, um Avengers Campus, especially after our discussion of what it could be, I I can't wait to see as more news comes out about that ride.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I I would say any specific ride. I'm I'm, like you know me guys. I I like some of the rides. I'm not I'm not a big ride goer, but I love the theming. I love the idea of, of of creating an immersive experience. You know, again, as we started the conversation talking about the Hogwarts experience and putting you in the story. It's it's so great. So you know the fact that Disney. Has that has so much at their disposal in terms of properties and stories and content that they could bring to life in that way? It's incredible to see that. While rides are obviously huge attractions, again for me the the, the immersive experience is is where it's at. So I'm looking forward to seeing more uh, of that at, at at future Disney parks.
0: Well, uh, hopefully there's enough to do for a week worth of stuff, as we are very seriously looking into attending next year's D23 Expo from Anaheim, and that event is going to be, as I said, a week-long extravaganza that they are calling the Ultimate Disney Fan Event. It's going to feature a ball game at Angel Stadium with Disney uh, Magic Incorporated. Uh, maybe they could have the Jays come out and actually win a game. That would be magic. angels in the outfield. <laughs> uh, oh, you just have projections of you know Christopher Lloyd out there. Sick. Uh, speaking of angels in the outfield, Disney, get it on Disney Plus. I honestly cannot find that movie anywhere for rent or streaming, and it's devastating. But yeah, there's going to be you know in, in addition to the ball game, there's going to be a day at the park. Um, and then panels, unique shopping, and a plethora of other activities and events taking place throughout the weekend. We will be sure to bring you all of the news and updates like only GeekCentric can. But until then, that does it for our look back at the biggest news from Destination 23 2023. Thank you so much for joining us today wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, We'd love to know what are you most excited about? What park that you haven't visited would you love to travel to one day? Let us know by email. Justin, where can they do that?
2: Uh, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail dot com. That's weirdgeekcentric at gmail dot com. Or they can reach out to us on. The app, formerly known as Twitter, at GeekcentricYT, or on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric, and on threads at WeAreGeekcentric.
0: Keep in mind, even with the strikes going on, we have a ton of amazing content that we brought to you throughout the hot geek summer. Uh, We're halfway through our watch club for Disney Plus's Ahsoka, with four more episodes of this smash hit Star Wars adventure to come. We share our spoiler-free thoughts on Season 2 of I Am Groot, as well as the first eight episodes of Season 3 of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, And on the topic of convention coverage, we recently attended Fan Expo in Toronto and thought it was the best one yet. Check out the podcast to hear all about our awesome experiences at the event and check out our socials to see clips from the event, uh, as well as Nate playing Kiss, Mary, Kill with convention goers uh, involving their most beloved characters. Uh, I think those are some of my favorite videos we've ever done. They're an absolute riot, uh, and I think uh, the people we talked to had a lot of fun with it and uh, really made it a fun experience. Uh, now, having just taken a tour of the Disney parks, I would be remiss if I didn't suggest you check out our YouTube channel for our Day at Disney video that we did a few years back. It really does capture the magic of what we're talking about today. Uh, we show just how much we love the Disney parks, if we didn't show you enough already today. Uh, but there we also have a ton of incredible videos, including interviews with the cast and crews of some of our favorite shows of the year, We have lots in store for you for the rest of the year, so stay tuned. Subscribe to us on all of the thingies. Uh, And until next time, as we say, love you. I said love you. Weird. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, that's always first. (laughs) All right. Uh, Get home safe, guys. Laters. Peace.